Tonight on the show, two old friends reunite to talk about the snobby kids at Crawford Academy. It's 1981's Happy Birthday to Me. My guest is Ashley. This is Manic Movie Monday. Tonight, I am super excited and happy to have one of my dearest and most wonderful friends to talk about this wacky Canadian horror film that, fun fact, neither of us had actually seen. (laughs) Please welcome my dear friend, Ashley. Hello. Hello. Oh, my goodness. So, So first, first of all, we should probably tell the audience how we know each other yes. i remember what you were wearing when i met you like you were wearing a yellow dress okay and you had balloons uh-huh. and because it was your anniversary mm-hmm. and i remember just being like oh my god it was that insanely gorgeous woman oh, thank you <laughs> with those balloons you know and it was just you were very um vibrant and uh and just sunshiny that's how i would describe you is sunshine oh well thank you yeah thank you thank you yes and i um you've told me that story before um i feel like we've known each other longer than that um i remember that anniversary that was when i was celebrating three years sober yes it was three years it was at town and country hospital and doreen was your sponsor (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah yeah in the wayback machine yeah yeah yeah. it was a long time ago (laughs) yeah no but uh no i always honestly thought you were just amazing and you have that incredibly sexy cool southern accent so yeah (laughs) well and you know i think you're awesome too i always think you're the funniest person yeah thank you that's so sweet i was you know it's funny like when i was thinking of having you on the show i already had it in the back of my head i was like well you can ask her but then she'd be forced to watch this horror movie and she's not a horror person. So that's just mean. And then you got in touch with me and we're like, Hey, let's make this happen. And we have to do this movie. Yeah. I was like, Oh my God. You know? yeah. <laughs> so I guess we should talk about why we decided to do this one. Yes, absolutely. Um, okay. So do you remember exactly what the story was as far as like how you texted me about it or what it came, what, 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 what was the circumstances? Yes, I do. So when I was a little kid, I saw or I thought I saw <laughs> this movie and you'll have to remind me and keep me honest, Aaron, um, creature feature. Yes. Is it on Saturdays? Or yes. Sundays? Okay. Saturday at noon. Yeah. And it was Dr. Paul bear was our, cause you're, you're, a, you're a Florida girl, right? Yes. And I grew up in Mulberry and that's oh. his like old stomping ground. Yes. I mean, we used to have a Halloween parade and Dr. Oh. Polar Bearer was in the Halloween parade in his hearse. And so cool. So I was a little kid and my mom used to watch Creature Feature every weekend. Wow. So I was just there and would, you know, capture some of it running in and out of the room. Subjected to these yeah. awful films. <laughs> yeah. So I started having this reoccurring dream. And when I met you and learned that you were into all of these wacky, old horror, maybe really bad films. Oh yeah, absolutely. some people's opinions. You oh, know, exactly. Um, 
I, I could never remember the name of the movie and it really, it really messed with me for a long time. And I asked you and you like knew so quickly what it was just from my very vague memories of it. Um, so when you started doing this podcast, I started listening again, because I think you're awesome and I think you're funny. And I listened to a lot of podcasts and no, I'm not super into old horror I have been known to be into horror films. I mean, my husband always says, like, when we first met, you were super into horror films. What happened to you? I also can't <laughs> ride roller coasters anymore because I black out. So I guess it's just part of getting older. But um, I um, listened to the podcast, not because I was really interested in the content, but because I like to listen to you, you know. And Thank I had you. thought, oh, wow, this would be a cool opportunity for me to go on with Aaron and talk <clears throat> about this movie. That's super sweet, man. Yeah, that that's so great. Yeah, I've had a lot of people tell me they're like, I don't even like any of these movies, but I really like listening to you talk about these movies. And I'm like, that yeah. is, to me, the highest compliment because otherwise you're just preaching to the choir. You know what I mean? Where you're people who are like, yeah, like I love that movie too. Cool. Yeah. But like having people to come to, come to you, even if it's just somebody who's who's either a, you know like a, a a colleague so to speak like someone who's your yeah. same age or yeah. or someone who's a lot older <clears throat> coming to you and just saying like yeah i really i i'm really love all of the research that you do and yes that you know your stuff and that's awesome to me because it's like wow like this weird talent that i have for absorbing what most people would consider completely useless information <laughs> about film is finally proving to be a fun awesome <laughs> pastime yeah i mean that's pretty much it yeah and yeah. you know i um have a history of doing a podcast too where i work so i'm really into podcasts and i did a lot of research for the ones that we did too and did a lot of writing on there so i have a lot of respect for and i understand and know how much work goes into that oh yeah it's crazy. like people people really literally think that i just turn the computer on and start talking or something yeah. and i'm like no is <laughs> a, yeah. a, a very long process that's involved with it um but at sure. the same time i wouldn't have it any other way i love the idea of creating something and then it's mine and it's mine to edit and it's mine to add music to or whatever and then that's just that's you know i i i succeed or fail on my own merits you know yeah. i can't blame anybody for it yeah so yeah. so this movie okay so interesting happy birthday to me is the movie yeah it is a 1981 canadian horror film my favorite can and the plot and there is one is at the snobby crawford academy jenny's group of friends start to go missing years after horrible events that happened to her as a child around her birthday um, and we're we're playing fast and loose with the words as a child uh, because they just take the actress and they have her say the word mommy a lot. And that's how they're, <laughs> they determine that she was, quote, younger when this yeah. accident occurred. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this is this is a one of those bananas Canadian horror films that came out in the early 80s and was, you know, capitalizing off of the Friday the 13th and all of the slasher movies that they had and it's it's a doozy 
Yeah. And also very interesting. So we planned this a little while back and I was like, okay, I'm going to have to rewatch this thing because it's been years. So I put a reminder in my calendar and it's been going off every day for like a month and a half. That's awesome. I was like, oh my God, I don't want to watch this. (laughs) Am I allowed to cuss on here? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. I do not want to watch this movie because I'm telling you, I had a reoccurring dream and it was not a fun reoccurring dream. You know, had I known that you had this literal childhood trauma that was connected (laughs) to this movie, I would have pulled out flash dance or something, you know, but but, well, Hey, I mean, you remember I asked you to do this. So yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah. Glutton for punishment. Hashtag therapy. Yes. (laughs) But Interestingly, when I watched it, I told my husband, I said, I think that I've like melded two movies together because I literally don't remember any of this except for the last couple, like maybe 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. I really vividly remember that. But all the rest of it, I was like, where the hell did this come from? I don't remember any of this. Mm -mm. No, I knew or I thought anyway, I thought I had actually seen this movie all the way through and had kind of like blocked it out of my mind. But uh, there's a, there's an 80s (laughs) horror film called final exam, which I have tried to watch four times. I, I, I have watched it as a kid. I have tried to watch it as an adult. I have tried to watch it sober. I've, and and I just hate it. I just with a passion hate this movie. So I kind of thought, I maybe had seen it and just blocked it out like I did final exam. But when I watched it and Chris and I watched it together on Tubi, shout out to Tubi. Yes. um, When I watched it, I was like, I've never seen this movie. Like I have no recollection of this except for, I do remember the movie posters and we're going to talk about that. And I remember when the movie posters came out and I was like, what the, (laughs) okay. You know, that's pretty (laughs) wacky. Um, but I know nothing. I, I, I think I vaguely remember that Melissa Sue Anderson, who was from the little house on the prairie was the star. Um, but I never watched little house on the prairie. (laughs) It just blew my mind. So, so I was not a little house on the prairie fan. So I had no reason to be like, Oh, well, you know, we should check out this really weird horror film that she's in. You know, um, I just knew that. I, I just knew like that was the selling point of the film at the time was, you know, oh, she's from Little House on the Prairie, you know. So um, but the the film is really weird because it it shot all all in Montreal, which I love. I absolutely love the scenery of this movie. Like the college college which by the way i found out later because i thought they were high school students who happened to go to a prep school (laughs) and then they were like oh no 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 they're college kids and i was like all right that makes that makes sense why they hang out in a bar yeah well you know that's in my notes erin i wrote all these notes and i was like also how do these high school kids just go to the bar and drink it online and they're like prestigious college and i went okay that makes more sense because that makes sense why the headmistress was like you know you guys are hanging at that bar way too much and i was like (laughs) 
or maybe in Canada, they can drink. Well, that's a funny fact because I learned this the other day after doing yet another Canadian uh, interview was that (laughs) yes, the legal drinking age at the time, I'm not sure what it is now, but at the time was 18. So yeah. Um, Because in uh, black Christmas, you know, they're all schnockered and they're all, they're just drinking crazy amounts in in being like younger in in college and stuff. And they're just like, Oh yeah. Because the drinking age in Canada is 18. Oh, well, that's a fun fact. I didn't know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Did you recognize any of the cast? I did not at all. I looked them all up. I was so confused. I think there was like, isn't there 10 of them? There's, there's 10, 10 people, people in this movie. Oh, there's thing. there's like a cast of 10 yes. plus the parents, plus yes. the teacher, plus that yeah. poor bulldog. I mean, it's a huge <laughs> cast. Yes. And I did um, do a lot of um, sleuthing on IMDb and um, I kept saying, who's the 10th person? I literally have my list written out called The Gang. Oh, look at that! Oh my God. I only have one, two, three, four, five. I only have nine. Huh. Yeah. There were moments, especially during the scene where, and by the way, spoiler alert, there will be spoilers, by the way. In the scene where they have them all around the table, there was, I was like, but that doesn't, they're not all there because Rudy's missing. And I had a huge question about that because I was like, where did Rudy go? Rudy literally is introduced. He has this huge, like, creepy character situation. And then he cuts his hand and then, Mm -hmm. you know wow and then he ends up with another girl at the dance and then he is gone that is all she wrote he rudy has left the building and we never see him again and then he's drinking at the bar maybe he's drinking at the bar (laughs) rudy has escaped the fate because he's because he's an alcoholic uh let's see um so you didn't recognize any of the actors all right so melissa sue anderson she's from the Little House on the Prairie. Apparently she was Laura Ingalls. And I was a faithful connoisseur <gasps> of the Little House on the Prairie. No! Fun fact about me. I mean, I didn't grow up on a prairie, but right. I did grow up in a small town that didn't even have a traffic light and literally okay. had two churches and one convenience store. So, okay. you know, I felt I felt a little connection to the Little House yeah. on the Prairie. Very small town. Um, I did not recognize her, though. I had, had no idea that ran for like nine seasons. Yeah. As a long running show. Uh, but yeah, apparently she did this movie and she is now a Canadian citizen, but she was oh. not born in Canada. Wow. Yeah. However, the rest of this cast, <laughs> wall to wall Canadians, just, okay. you know. Okay. So um, Tracy Bregman, uh, who plays Anne. Okay. Anne oh. is her, mm-hmm. I guess, best friend or well we thought <laughs> our our killer our killer's name is Anne. is played yeah. by um is played by tracy bregman now fun fact a lot of people in the soap opera world know her as tracy bregman wrecked and she was a big star in um young and the restless and bold and the beautiful so much so oh. that she carried two emmys she got two emmys during that time and I knew her because, because you know, she those were not my soaps, but I, I remember seeing her long name and being like, "Well, you're never gonna forget that name, right?" <laughs> <laughs> so when she showed up in this, I was like, "Oh, that's cool. All right, good to know she did other things." You know, um, 
Matt Craven, who plays Steve, that would be the hapless guy who gets the shish kebab in the face, mm-hmm. uh, who's apparently too stoned to realize that that a different girl has somehow slipped into that house <laughs> and is feeding him fondue. Yeah, um, that- no, I think you were right on the first one, shish kebab. It shish was kebabs, uh, um, yeah, dipping, was- dipping in different sauces. <laughs> what was that sauce? What the hell? Oh, right, he's like. He's like, I like it spicy. And she's like, okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. So so that poor bastard. Uh, Matt Craven is, he's been in a lot of things. Um, starting in the 80s, he was in Meatballs with Bill Murray. Uh, he was in A Few Good Men. And a lot of other movies. He's a very like sort of like character actory kind of guy. And most recently he was on Justified. He's originally wow. Raylan Givens's boss in Miami. So anybody that are his Justified fans out there, <laughs> like that is that is where you would recently know Mr. Matt Craven for okay. Shishabob. Um Lisa Langlois played. Well, she played. She played one of the blondes, and I can't figure out which one. <laughs> yeah, was it Maggie or she's the other either, one with Amelia? She's right? either crimped blonde or <laughs> flapper haircut blonde, and I yeah. can't remember which one. Um. Anyway, she's famous because she did another Canadian horror film called Deadly Eyes, which is famous because it had dachshunds dressed up as rats. Hmm. Because it is a movie about killer rats, and that's how they they it's how they accomplish their their goal <laughs> is by taking little dachshund puppies and dressing them up in rat costumes. So, right on, Lisa Langlois. Um, Glenn Ford would be the uh, we call him the boundaryless psychiatrist because yes, oh sure. my god, yeah, <laughs> like, that would be. Poor, poor Jamie's psychiatrist who just comes over and spends the night when he wants to. And <laughs> there's a lot going on there. Um, apparently, he is super famous. He was oh. Superman's daddy in all the Superman movies. Wow. Uh, original. And um, he played in The Blackboard Jungle, which was this really famous 60s movie, which uh, for people that were born, you know, when we were born, uh, is kind of like Dangerous Minds. <laughs> except in the 60s and he was just like a super super famous dude um and uh like a big you know hollywood actory kind of guy and leslie donaldson who plays bernadette that would be our first victim in the movie she gets her throat slit while she's trying to she was just walking home right yes she was at the school i believe and was trying to get in her car yeah she's trying to get in her car because she wants to go meet the the gang (laughs) she wants to go meet the fabulous 10 she wants to meet the fabulous 10 uh someplace at at that bar that they all hang out at yeah so so she gets her throat slit um she is a canadian actress best known as the ice skater in a movie called curtains which a lot of horror films horror fans would know um and then the rest of this cast i'll be honest with you I looked them all up and they all went on to do theater. Oh, wow. Okay. So, mo- so still working, all still working, but all still working strictly in theater and strictly in Canadian theater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So gone. Like, which was great because Rudy was my favorite character and I was looking him up and they're like, you know, he's a theater director. That's it for the cast. Pretty okay. much everybody else is 
you know, either either deceased or has has moved on to the theater world. So, um, okay. So you took notes, which I love. I did. I think that's fabulous. What What are some things you took notes on? Oh, just really trying to get a. You know, I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts, so Ooh. I think I'm just like trying to lay out the case. <laughs> I love it. No, that's great. No one's ever done that on the show before. Please lay out the case. So Jenny, as you refer to, um, she's either referred to as Jenny or Virginia. Yes. Um, she, I thought she seemed kind of cool at the beginning. Um, and I really, because I don't remember the movie, I didn't get the suspicion right away that she was a killer, the killer, maybe going to be the killer. Like I had right. no nothing about that um but i did kind of start to notice almost like um uh, like a she has got two personalities or something because she was like <laughs> real kind of like witty and like smart ass with her friends and then it would be like Meh. and then dark yeah. Dad. yeah she's like oh daddy don't yep. leave me you know yep. Uh, yep. i was like what has happened what is happening right now yeah yes yeah there were a lot of those moments where i was like what and then yeah i i the um uh the the whatever the moment was where unfortunately she gets spied on by etienne the yes french dickhead mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i was Ugh. yeah this movie this movie does not have any nudity in it very which, true which was interesting because that is not you know par for the course with 80s 80s horror is pretty much you know 80s boobies and boobies and blood you know and no <laughs> this, this movie was actually fairly tame in the nudite department there really isn't any there's no nudity there's no sex yeah nope interesting interesting yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i just i I don't know it maybe this is um indicative of an 80s movie i don't know but it just felt very um not really put together it was nope. like kind of all over the place it was like one minute they're at the bar and the next minute um they're at this racetrack watching somebody on a bike and i'm like Who oh knows? yeah i know where did, he come <laughs> from? where did the dirt bike where did the literally uh, and i guess i don't know if it was supposed to illustrate like this is their college life here in montreal <laughs> because there is a dirt bike competition which yeah. is very in- very reminiscent of like footloose you know <laughs> like oh, yeah. back and forth like that so 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 we have the dirt back dirt dirt right yeah well that that's also that's a freudian slip dirt yeah. bike competition <laughs> but then you've also got the soccer game yeah true that- all yep. the all the bar things and then you've got just like blatant breaking and entering yeah that happens yeah. all the time whether it's etienne you know trying to sneak a peek at melissa sue anderson's everything or um the girls deciding that they're going to break into that poor nerd's house which name does whose name escapes me what is his name oh gosh hold is on Stuart albert alfred 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 yes, yes. they're yes. breaking into and i was like <laughs> just... here's another spoiler for you guys so when they broke into alfred's house mm-hmm. bernadette's head yes. was on the table yes and and i'm seeing i'm i'm like right there with Anne and jenny i'm like is that bernadette but, on this the movie's table? over <laughs> 
Like we know who the killer is. I mean, right. he's a I know. Guy anyway, I figured you know? I was like, wow, it only takes 20 minutes. Yeah. And then he like pulls her eyeball out and shows them, but I'm not convinced. I, th- <laughs> I still think that was her head. Right. I was she like, was at the birthday party at the end. Yeah. It was the same damn head. <laughs> like, no, no, that's, that's a, well, yeah, there's nothing ever really explained with that other than Alfred is just a freak. Like, yeah. he is just cuckoo bananas and he likes to make weird masks of people, which I guess, I'm guessing that they set that particular plot point up because later on, when Anne does the big reveal and she rips off the Ginny mask, basically, um, she has to explain kind of like, oh, well, Alfred makes masks. So clearly, poor Alfred, who got stabbed to death with a thing of gardening shears, um, he made a mask in Ginny's face prior to all of this going down and then gifted it to Anne. And or, apparently asked no questions about that. But yeah. <laughs> or she stole it or she stole it broke in given Anne's predilection towards breaking and entering in this film actually charts way more yeah is that she broke into his magical weird uh taxidermy lab and just stole the mask yeah Uh, and i mean the movie really kind of sets it up that it's almost like everyone that gets killed they're leading you to believe that in some way this person has either pissed Jenny off, wronged her in some way. You know, the guy that um, got the damn, I don't know, it was probably like 75 pounds of weights dropped on him when he was on the oh, weekend. I mean, I go to CrossFit. I was like, look, dude, I can clean and jerk more than that. I mean, I rag on that bench press, but that didn't look like very much weight. But, and even more to that point, when the person walks in, he's like, oh, hey, will you put another 10 on there? I don't right. feel like you normally say that to a woman. a woman. And like, why would a woman be showing up when you're in your lifting weights and you're just like broing it up with her? Right, just, nobody, no, there's there's really, like it, like we talked about how the psychiatrist is it has no boundaries. No one has any boundaries in this movie. <laughs> like, I just realized it as you said it no one people walk into people's houses they climb into their windows um shrinks are spending the night let's see um oh 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 and there's a weird moment where rudy just takes jenny's face and kisses it did you you remember that when they were they're sitting underneath what i think is the school and um there's like a weird sort of swimming pool kind of situation and they're all smoking weed and then he just turns to Jenny and goes, well, now I can take you to the dance. Blah. And just kisses her. And you're like, dude, personal <laughs> space. Yeah, and I also thought Maggie was his girlfriend the whole time. So, you know. I couldn't keep, yes, okay. Great point. I absolutely could not keep up with who was sleeping with who or or dating who or mm-hmm. liked who um there were a lot of people to keep up with in this movie yeah. um you know and and i understand from a horror maker's point of view it's like 10 little indians 
or um and then there were and and then there were nine or whatever like it's it's like an agatha christie thing it's like they're just clipping them off one by Mm -hmm. one Mm -hmm. and there's this reasoning of like oh well we can just see how many ridiculous deaths we can put in this movie right but at some point and i will quote amadeus too many notes (laughs) like there's only so many notes the human brain can hear in a certain period of time and there's only so many characters a person can keep track of in a film true you know because there were moments where i even asked chris i was like eh? you know he's it he of course just determined like he he was like making the determination of like well she looks like a flapper like she has the flapper blonde hair and she yes. has the crimped blonde hair yes hence why you know i was watching this movie over the weekend on you know in the middle of the afternoon because <laughs> i was like well, it's really scary i don't want to watch it at nighttime I need <laughs> but but i was like cleaning my house and pausing and going back and watching it again so there you know is inevitably you know little bits and pieces that i've missed um i was really tuned in though for like the last probably 45 minutes um um yeah it just hence why i had to take notes you know what i mean like i have a whole screen awesome because yeah keep keep it keep it going i'm 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 here for it well and much like the movie my notes are kind of all over the place (laughs) makes sense um what's another good part to bring up um okay so what's up with the cemetery so another spoiler so jenny's mom dies and is buried in the back in the backyard back nine in the back nine because they have a they must have a couple acres i mean you know when when at the end of the movie when her dad is like you know seeing the cottage from a distance i'm like how long does it take this guy to get to this cottage i mean it felt like the cemetery was like right there you can yeah it's like he took a hundred anyway it just the cemetery was so out of place and there was multiple people in the cemetery. It was not just her mom. There were multiple headstones. So I was like, who the hell are all these people? Is this oh a public God. cemetery that's behind their house? That's a great question. Cause he, cause, okay. So when I was watching creep show and there's a scene, there's the same sort of scene where the woman's like putting, you know, she's, she's putting the flowers on, you know, her, her father's headstone. And then she's walking to the house. Right. And I was like, that's really weird. And then my mom said, well, really rich people who had like big sprawling estates had their you know had their people buried like on on site basically and i was like oh okay but now that you mentioned in happy birthday to me that there are other people buried (laughs) i'm like is it just like they're just right like they built it on a on a burial ground or something or i mean they were rich right they have a lot of money so you know maybe that was going for them too maybe it was you know generations before that but um guess so yeah the the whole cemetery thing was a little weird um and then my next note is like how many sets of woods does her dad have to get through to get to that damn cottage like that (laughs) so far away um my next big thing was like you know uh jenny brings the cake out and i'm like that is not a Publix cake. I mean, oh God, no, yeah. no, they ain't mm-hmm. got Publix. They ain't got Publix in Canada. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I thought that um, I, I didn't remember. I remembered the birthday scene, 
I think that was like where my childhood trauma <laughs> originated. <laughs> was, and I think that must have been what happened to me why I don't remember the whole movies because I maybe just like wandered into the living room when my mom was watching it. And that was the scene that I caught, right. mm -hmm. you know? Um, so I remember all that, but I didn't remember that, you know, plot twist. It was actually Anne mm -hmm. wearing Jenny's Wearing face. a mask that looks like Jenny. And then she died so easily. It was like, she like stabs her with something and then she like falls over and dies. I'm like, wow, that was like. So yeah, there really wasn't. So uh, one of the reasons for that whole situation was because the script was not finished. Oh. They were still writing the script as they were filming it. And so they decided that originally it was supposed to be Jenny. It was supposed to be Jenny had had this, you know, traumatic brain injury. Yeah. She was, you know, she's that she's tracks. The, right. She was That's the killer. Yeah. That's, which is what I thought. And so did so did Chris too. Like he was like, oh, you know, maybe she had, you know, temporal lobe damage and now she doesn't, you know, she she can't control her whatever and i said i said wow that's yeah that's that's where i'm going with it you know I mean, it's pretty pretty obvious and then yeah and then it turns into a scooby-doo because it's well, a scoo honestly scooby-doo <laughs> i mean literally my note says wtf in capitals it was Anne. <laughs> because what i thought was happening was because jenny starts talking to jenny who has her head down on the table and i'm like wait a minute are they like twins that yes were like that was the other thought birth? i had right i was like oh, and they're twins <laughs> this evil twin has come evil back twin, because yes. she's pissed off because jenny got to live this like glamorous life at crawford academy there you, go. you know and she's like killed all her friends and and then she like rips off the mask and was like i mean that was a pretty damn good mask right i know i know when they worked Before on the cgi mask, like, geez okay right yes this is yeah. obviously pre-cgi all yeah. of the everything that happens in this movie has is practical is is practical effects yes. right so yes. they yeah so the, that whole scene is pretty cool because you have all these you know crazy dead bodies just kind of like lying around in their various uh states of murder and i was confused why there were certain people that were excluded from you know the dinner and my boyfriend was like well it wasn't it, i don't think everybody was at the birthday party originally because the backstory <clears throat> is that yeah <laughs> and get Please ready guys because yeah. this backstory is wild okay so apparently jenny's mother was a bit of a hoe yeah <laughs> jenny's mother uh slept with ish slept with uh ann's dad yes right and uh, apparently so so jenny and ann are sisters mm -hmm. just not you know mm -hmm. and um and that night apparently ann was having a birthday party and so was jenny <laughs> and all the kids that were supposed to go to jenny's birthday party ended up at ann's party and uh jenny's mother decided to get shit face drunk and show up at the gates of the of the party demanding to be let in in the and, pouring in the pouring rain. rain yeah while her daughter fretted in the car and then 
and then they got in the car to drive away and lost control on the bridge of death uh and ended up in the water and uh well i she okay so this was confusing to me but was her mother like impaled when she went under because it looked like something was sticking out of her stomach but i also there was a lot of outfits and stuff so. right yeah i didn't i didn't notice that i just okay. kind of noticed that she was like maybe trapped. stuck just strapped in the car yeah out told jenny you know roll down the window and swim for your life yeah no that's what she tells her i guess as a result of the car accident that's why jenny has these weird brain surgeries yeah so so (laughs) so guys um as a result of this car accident where she lost her mother jenny has uh sustained a brain injury that to my knowledge and memory has prevented her from speaking at a point uh, so that she's undergone all of these tests and these what looks like electroshock therapy. I mean, Um, I thought they were like lobotomizing her. And that's what I thought too. Yeah, there was like, there was sort of leading towards that. And then there's there's the actual brain surgery scene, which, fun fact, was performed by an actual brain surgeon on a fake brain. Wow. I had to turn my head because I don't like surgery stuff. But <laughs> go figure. The girl who likes horror. I have I have my limits. Uh, so <laughs> I, I turned my head until till Chris told me it was okay to turn back. But so they were thinking that that was going to be the thing that brought her, you know, to to being normal again ish. Yeah. Or at least <laughs> a- enabled her to go back to school. Yeah. So well, in the you know in the backstory too. I mean Jenny. That's kind of also what still was making me think that they were in high school because Jenny was having a birthday party. Um, she supposedly had invited all these people and her mom was, you know, at the house with her. They were sitting around waiting and her mom's like, you know, it's five o'clock. What time did you tell them to come? And she says four o'clock. Four, right. And you kind of like realize like the sadness of this, like this chick is not popular. These people are not showing up. Right. You know? Poor girl. Like, Every money can't buy you everything. It apparently <laughs> hasn't bought her four people to come to her birthday party. Not know? not when your mom's a hoe. Yeah. And her mom was super pissed oh, and like oh. went off on the dad and just, you know, <clears throat> it was a bad scene. Um so I think birthdays um have been ruined for right. Jenny. For yeah. Jenny. Yeah. Yeah. There's a okay. Sue, so I loved her bathroom with the okay. with that blue tile mm-hmm. that's so 70s 80s you know i loved it i was like oh man that bathroom is fucking badass i love it because <laughs> sometimes sometimes when i'm watching these movies especially i will focus in on scenery stuff because there's there's something about the scenery that sets that mood it's almost like if i don't have a soundtrack which i felt like this movie really did not have a soundtrack no <clears throat> was, you know it had a score and I use the term loosely, but it didn't, it didn't have any, uh, what we call needle drops. It didn't have anything where I was, oh, I recognize that Canadian rock band. <laughs> it didn't have well, anything funny like you that. should mention that because when we were getting ready to, um, record this, you know, um, I thought this was going to be a video. So I was like, what do I have in my closet that looks like oh Jenny's white dress that she wore all the time? I was going to like pop on here. And that's so cute. Like, bless you for even thinking that because I have a lot of people who do that too. They're just like, oh, 
oh, are we going to, are, are we going to be on video or what am I going to wear? And I was like, bro, I look like the co-captain of a woman's softball league 90% of the time. So no, we will not be, there will not be any quote screenshots from this. There will be like, I don't, we don't do that. This, like this, no, that's, that is, is a strictly audio podcast. I just, good Lord. Cause I did have someone ask me like, Oh, we're going to be on YouTube. I was like, Oh, I'm gonna leave myself open to scrutiny. <laughs> no, you know, but it it always comes as a relief to people. Like they're oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, we're like thank you for that. Um, I thought what I liked about this movie is that it sets it up to lead you to believe that all of these people are just delightfully unhinged they all have some kind of whether it's one of them has a jealousy issue one of them likes knives apparently um you know one's a peeping tom they have all of these like weird kind of i some people would call them quirks (laughs) but Mm -hmm. these things that lead you to believe like well i guess it could be him it could be her rudy is a womanizer oh yeah it's like ho you know (laughs) any of those people um which and and they have this penchant for practical jokes is also a thing you know like they bury the skull from the biology class and someone finds the skull and it's oh you know it's like it's one big april fool's joke for them (laughs) speaking of the skull and here's another kind of like tie-in do you remember the scarf that oh, yes and remember because so he buries the scarf right somebody was strangled with a scarf right and in the, the scarf is buried motorcycle. and then one time alfred is wearing the same scarf well so if you watch if you watch the movie from the from the like from the beginning they are literally all wearing the same creepy harry potter scarf it might be a crawford academy thing. it's like a crawford academy like weird thing where they yeah. all like look like weird school children from the harry potter series because that's how I, I was like i was like they all look real harry pottery and those scarves and <laughs> yeah i'm glad that you brought up the skull that was buried because i didn't catch on that that was part of a practical joke i thought that was somebody burying a skull trying to like throw them off I thought so too. At first, I was like, I was like, oh shit! I'm like, wow, that's really dark. It got real like R.L. Stein novel all of a sudden. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, the shit that I grew up reading. Um, yeah. Like this is a Christopher Pike book, you know. Yeah. But then when they read the back of it, and they were like, oh, property of Crawford Academy Biology Department. They're like, this is fake, guys, you know. And all the cops are like, bam, 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 and then they leave, yeah. you know. So, yeah, yeah. so the um it's it's a it's a it is it's just bananas it's i do think we should mention that at the beginning you know bernadette dies pretty much at the very beginning immediately yeah and then you know kind of systematically one by one they're all just disappearing and it's like nobody finds this no and i mean the only the only instant incident that people are kind of like is when the newspaper comes out and it says like college kids feared miss you know missing yeah. and 
you're like oh okay you know and and it really yeah, is, even the people in the group were like yeah. oh he's probably off you know doing whatever he does it's right like, and I mean, it's, it's almost like if these were high school kids, they probably would be more, you know, oh my God, like so-and-so didn't come home. Like in, um, it, there's another 80s Canadian horror film uh, and, uh, or 80s, 80s horror film, excuse me, uh, called uh, Graduation Day, which came out around the same time, 81, 82. And in the movie, uh, everyone gets picked off one by one for for their for their reason and they all the parents collectively call the principal and they're like my kid didn't come home last night my kid didn't come home last night you know you know and he was like oh they're probably just blowing off steam before graduation day brr, brr, brr. and so there it was like the parents were concerned whereas with this movie i mean you're like oh they're college kids who gives a fuck yeah you know, like, probably at the bar again you know oh can we talk about that bar okay so yeah that that original scene was so weird i was like who weird. are these guys that we're they're like getting in a fight with we're at like an irish pub <laughs> in canada and the shriners have showed up yeah <laughs> and i had to i was like man i really wish i had some fucking canadian here and i could ask them like i'd be like are they do you guys have shriners where you are because yeah. is that like a weird yeah. you know thing and yeah right then the shriners show up then alfred has a pet rat that he just George, it, George. that he brought to the to the bar and i mean wow you know there's just there's so much to unpack with that scene so then we have this very strange like they all get in their cars and they're all gonna they're all gonna basically drag race down the bridge and they're going to jump the drawbridge and this then triggers Jenny to remember the night that, you know, mom had one too many, got behind the wheel, and they ended up, you know, in the water. Mm-hmm. So during this scene, they actually shot the bridge scene in Syracuse, New York, <laughs> and in the process, destroyed 15 cars. Oh, wow. Destroyed 15 cars, and the stunt man that had to do the thing actually ended up in the hospital because it doesn't look like a very smart thing to do you know and they're not like cgiing the car you know so yeah that was i i thought i was like man that is super weird but there were all of these little things that seemed to like trigger her you know so we have like that scene we have the scene where one of the blondes blonde number one or blonde number two is floating in the pool first of all who can hold their breath like that (laughs) because she is way down there like she's she's basically like playing dead (laughs) deep underwater freaking people out you know and then jenny sees that and just goes i gotta get out of here or i'm too paranoid because i smoke too much weed gotta go you know she leaves and everyone's just like that's jenny you know no one really no one is particularly concerned about her like i think that alfred is concerned about her because he's a psycho yeah yeah and then rudy is concerned about her because he wants to get laid yes etienne is concerned about her because he's stolen her panties yeah and he's gonna get caught (laughs) yeah and that's what leads me to believe that she was never friends with any of these people when she had the original birthday party mm. like 
you know, it's that sad situation where you are pretty much lying to your mom and saying like, oh yeah, I have all these friends. Like they're, they're all going to be at this here. party. Right. Yeah. They got the whole room set up and she's all in a white, cute dress. And you know, she knows damn well, ain't nobody coming to that birthday party. So and, heartbreaking. But yeah. It was, it was strange because you would think that was a big thing that happened. I mean, her mom drowned after a car accident. You would think everybody knows that. Right. And there's a scene where Rudy says, hey, how do you know so-and-so? And she says, I used to go here. And he goes, when? And she goes, four years, whatever she said, four years ago, five years ago, something like that. And he goes, oh, how come I don't remember you? Mm. And she kind of blows it off as if to say like, yeah, well, back then I was, you know, a geek you know or or whatever it was like back then i was invisible i had no friends or or whatever it is and so it leads me to believe that this particular group of kids have been friends forever or nobody leaves that fucking town i don't know but maybe crawford academy has like you know a pre-k department (laughs) something (laughs) like crawford goes way back you know like there's first grade and you know and they they lead their they just they never leave they just never leave montreal they're just there forever so maybe maybe that's the maybe that's the case i don't know but yeah apparently they've known each other for a very long time and yeah the timeline in this is bananas because it doesn't make much sense (laughs) they having melissa sue anderson play melissa sue anderson younger was probably not the best idea yeah because it's like uh you know i mean creepy with the mommy daddy but (laughs) yeah and uh yeah i mean that's pretty that is that is pretty much the movie and like we touched on let's see behind the scenes wise you know uh it was shot at loyola college in montreal and the bridge scenes were shot at mcgill bridge in syracuse uh let's see the filmmakers hated the poster art that came with this movie Mm. fun fact so when this movie was released they would release these like different posters and they had different deaths on them and then they Mm -hmm. had really like stupid quippy lines next to them like you know steve will never eat shish kebabs again (laughs) and the filmmakers hated this they thought that it was too gimmicky but columbia pictures really wanted to sell this movie and they really wanted to push the, you know, there's like six crazy deaths in this movie and you have to see it and no one will be admitted to the last six minutes of this movie because it's so disturbing. So they wanted to sort of do that sort of Hitchcock, uh, William Castle, you know, advertising level. And yeah, the filmmakers were like, this is stupid and we don't agree with it. <laughs> so yeah, they hated, hated the poster art that was that had to go along with it um the actors who had to be in the dead makeup walked around town scaring people for fun <laughs> um and uh matt craven who had the shish kebab in his in his mouth was probably the most uncomfortable of all of them because he had to like sit with that apparatus and everything which doesn't look like the person on the poster art at all right and it isn't okay no exactly totally not him yeah, and, I looked at it so many times and was like, nope. there's no way that's And they don't way. even use his they don't even use his name. In on the poster art, it says John will never eat Cisco Bobs again. There are no Johns oh, in yeah. this cast. Yeah. <laughs> so, um 
And Glenn Ford uh, apparently was kind of a dick to work with. He punched out the assistant director for calling lunch during a scene. Now, ADs are, you know, they're they're kind of lower level people. I mean, they're not like, you know, like a production assistant, but they're not, they're not like up here. And so he basically didn't know any better you know and and was like you know lunchtime and i guess he called it in the middle of a scene that glenn ford was doing and glenn ford just like beat the shit out of him (laughs) back in the 80s when you could get away with that kind of diva behavior and not get fined for it (laughs) or or fired (laughs) or fired um final thoughts on this like okay so you have not seen this movie have not seen this movie not um, in its entirety not so not in its entirety since you were a yep. kid and so what was your what was your takeaway with this i mean again i was very like apprehensive to watch it because i just remember being you know reoccurring dream of the birthday party scene is you know devastating for a little kid to continue having you know see yeah. all dead people at your damn birthday horrible but, horrible <laughs> no wonder i never had any birthday parties um (laughs) (laughs) um and as i've gotten older i have become almost like scared of scary movies i used to really enjoy them so i was you know afraid to watch it but i watched it and it was like okay that's not anything to be scared about it it definitely um had me very confused and um had no clue that Anne was a killer had no right. clue any of that was coming nope no clue probably probably the best like weird ending i think i've seen in a long time like yeah. really like for for just what you know kind of an ending and so i thought they did they they did really good with that i i thought that that movie could have shaved off a good 25 or 30 minutes yeah. um Part of what I love about 80s horror is the tight 80, the 80 minutes of an hour and 20 minute movie and you're done, you know? And this movie was damn near an hour and 50 minutes, which wasn't what wasn't, you know, quote, done back then. So as we were watching it, there were moments where, honestly, where me and me and Chris actually pushed pause to see what the runtime was because we're like, how much longer we got? We got to walk the dogs. Um, and it was like, oh, we have like 25 more minutes. And he's like, 25 more minutes? Yeah, like, how is that even possible? Yeah, there I'm was like, definitely a lot of stuff that could have been left out. It was unnecessary. Yes. It didn't do anything agreed. for the plot. Agreed. I absolutely yeah. agreed. Um, but on the same but on but on the same token, I really I liked it. I don't know if I'd watch it again. Yeah. Like I don't know if I'd put it in the rotation, you know. Um like yeah. hmm. Okay. <laughs> let's see why um probably i don't know if i like the protagonist like mm. i don't know if i like jenny <laughs> i think i kind of liked Anne way more than i like jenny <laughs> and i could kind of understand her really warped logic with you know wanting to quote make jenny pay for her hoe bag of a mother um but that being said uh i yeah i just didn't like the characters i really liked were sort of just like weird offbeat you know throwaway characters like rudy i loved rudy i thought rudy was just 
bananas. And I thought Rudy belonged in fame. <laughs> like, I do. like, like he auditioned for fame and just didn't get it. <laughs> Next time we'll have to do a movie that is not part of a childhood trauma. Uh, but I'm <laughs> glad that we could, you know, provide this catharsis for you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> I do. I do appreciate you coming on with us, though. I really appreciate it, Ashley. Yes, and I'll invite you to my next birthday party. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's my birthday and I'll do what I want to. Fuck you, it's my birthday. Special holiday only for me, so do what I say. It's the party, make cry if I want to. Only, fuck you, it's not your birthday, so do what I say, okay? So do